Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast. I'm Rob Davis and I'm, as always, joined by Tom Canning. Hello. And the lady who has so many Berkshire football jerseys, she finds random shirts she can't remember buying in her bedroom when tidying up, Addie Titus. Oh, hello. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be discussing all the um, talking points from this week's football and looking ahead to the uh, weekend's fixtures. Uh, but first, how are we doing, guys? Good. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, not too bad. What have we, we been up to this week? Um, I played 90 minutes of football on Sunday and I'm still dying on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) I still can't put a jumper on properly because it hurts my arms, which makes no sense seeing as you play a game of football with your feet. But there we are. (laughs) So, yeah, that was my weekend. Who are you playing for? First for K. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Bob and I went on an impromptu trip to watch Woodley on Saturday after a little knees up at DB. I say knees up, it wasn't was very civilised, wasn't it? Yes, we had a couple. And then, I was um... going to ask how you went there. The uh, team outing. Yeah, it was It was good. We ended up, um, well, uh, so Steve Steve Gab was with us, with, with us as well. Um, Abby, he and I ended up in the bar just uh, at, at the Rivermore um, watching my daughter run around while Abby stayed out and gamely reported on the game. <laughs> So it turned out to be a bit of a cracker, I think, in the end. Yeah, as soon as you went inside, the goals happened. And I got yeah. both of them on film as well, which oh, is better. Marvellous. Brilliant. <laughs> well, I would have loved to have joined you, but I was at an FA Trophy game uh, in Chesham. I was at Chesham United versus Bracknell in the FA Trophy, which seems as good a place as any to start today. Um, yes, uh, Bracknell are through to the first round proper of the FA Trophy after defeating Step 3 Chesham United on penalties. Um, did either of you catch anything from the game or are you just happy to let me uh, talk through my experience? You talk about your experience, Rob. Yeah, well, being as I was there, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> um, yes, uh, it was quite looking forward to this game because uh, for two reasons. First of all, Bracknell obviously have made no secret of the fact they uh, want to go up through the divisions and um, very ambitious club. And so playing aside from uh, step three, probably the division that they will be put into if they should go up at the end of the season, the Southern League uh, Division One South West. Um, I think that's the the uh, re- uh, the league that uh, Bracknell best suits uh, where Bracknell um, are geographically. Um, so yeah, and Chesham, a very established side at that division, mid-table, been in the league for a few years, quite a solid, stable club. So Bracknell getting to test themselves against uh, a team from that level. Um, and yeah, generally, they acquitted themselves pretty well. I thought Chesham were slightly the better side uh, the first half and probably deserved to be 1-0 up. 
Uh, Ecot in goal made a couple of good saves uh, uh, Bracknell and kept them uh, kept the damage down to one goal. But in the second half, they um, turned it around for the at least the first sort of 30, 40, uh, 30, 35 minutes. Um, and were probably the better side in the um, in the second half. Created a lot of good chances, but then later on in the game, they had a player sent off. Um, Atkinson was sent off for, uh, well, pulling back a, uh, a Chesham striker when he was the last man. It was a bit unlucky, really. It was a, uh, a he was defending back from a corner, and the uh, ball was played over the top, and he tried to kick it back to the goalkeeper. He got he got there first, but didn't really make a good contact with it and basically played their striker through, but then gave him a little shirt pull to uh, stop him from going through on goal. So it was a deserved red card, but still, he, he'd played quite well in the second half up until then. Um, so, yeah, um, but they went to penalties and one of the better penalty shootouts I've seen, uh, nine taken, but only three scored. Uh, doesn't sound good, but the keepers were fantastic. Uh, Ecop uh, made uh, three saves uh, out of the five penalties he faced. And Sam Bessant, son of Dave Bessant, the uh, former Wimbledon goalkeeper, was in goal for Chesham. And he made two very good saves as well. But uh, good for Bracknell. They scored two and went through 2-1 on penalties to the first round proper. Uh, so yeah, spoken about that quite a bit on the that, length. Any that questions? Seem a, that seems a ridiculous penalty shootout to only score three. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and all the penalties, I, I don't think any of the ones that were saved, the last penalty that Chesham took was blazed over the bar. Um, but apart from that, I don't think any of the penalties that either side uh, took, so the the four that were saved, um, were bad penalties. They were okay. generally towards the corner, hit fairly hard. Um, and... Uh, it's just very good saves from the goalkeepers. So, yeah, both keepers did very well. And the other thing I was looking forward to is I had my I uh, made a debut on football commentary. I was oh. uh, doing a bit of a uh, yeah radio commentary for Live Sports FM, and uh, with a bit of luck, I've actually been asked to go back for the next round. And so I'm hoping that we get a uh, Berkshire-based game in the first round of the FA Trophy to commentate on again. Nice. So, be too good for us like? soon, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I start uh, charging for my appearances here <laughs> in the pod. What was your What's your big cliche? My big cliche. Um, I did uh, point out that the Chesham pitch was on a slope, and um, saying that Bracknell would be hoping to get level before half time. Otherwise, it would be literally an uphill struggle in the second half. <laughs> <bar. laughs> I managed Bang. to get that line in. Bang! Done. Yes. <laughs> There's a cliche for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, Bracknell through to the first round uh, where they're rewarded with a home tie against either Tiverton Town or Swindon Supermarine who are playing tonight so we will find out um, soon who the uh, oh, I've let, us, let the viewer in behind the uh, curtain there with re- recording this on Wednesday so uh, yeah, they're playing tonight so we don't yet know who Bracknell will be facing in the next round uh, but as I've spoken at length about Bracknell, do either of you want to mention Binfield's results over in Hearn Bay? Uh, another away day to Kent, um, but they got another result on the road in an FA trophy or in an FA competition, rather. They did. Um, it was Bunting and Harris. Um, Ollie Harris doesn't miss from the penalty spot, if uh, as, as far as I can see. That was what all of the uh, all of the chatter was about um, 
and 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 quite simply, yeah, they um I think they weathered a little bit of a storm early on. Dave Wright's report is up on FIB mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, weathered a little bit of an early storm, but I, I think I got the feeling generally quite comfortable for Binfield in the end. Yeah. Um, I think it was just nice for them not to have to deal with a penalty shootout in this in this <laughs> case. Um, and and I don't know whether we were going to going to mention the big news, but they have got a home tie. Yes, we're coming on to that. Yes, so just uh, Binfield have actually been drawn at home to Cinderford Town in the first round, the first time in thirteen matches, oh. thirteen FA matches that they have actually received a home try. So that goes across FA Cup, FA Vars and FA Trophy. So if it's, actually... as, if it's as good as the last FA match they had at home against AFC Totten, then um, then we'll be in for a, a bit of a thriller. Yeah. 5-1, was that in the end? Uh, I think it was, yes. And it was, I mean, it was easy. I've, I've, <laughs> we've, talked, we've talked about this game several times. It's one that will really stick in the memory for me for, for quite some time, that one. Yeah. So they will be facing Cinderford. Just to say that Hearn Bay, who they beat 2-0, were, uh, are um, fourth in their Step 4 league, the Isthmian uh, Division 1 South East. Um, so same position as Binfield were going into that game, fourth in a Step 4 league. And they hadn't actually conceded a goal for three matches, Hearn Bay, and were on a run of five undefeated. So it's if it seems pretty comfortable, uh, as Dave Wright uh, suggest it might have done then I think that's a pretty good result for Binfield um, for, we kind of forget because they're uh, um, uh, playing so well in step four that this is their first season at step four so uh, getting up their first season in their history at step four is it's really uh, quite impressive to be putting in these results pretty much week in week out now uh, but they are drawn at home to Cinderford Town who defeated Thatcham in a penalty shootout uh, in the other round. Tom's looking me confused. Have I got that wrong? No, you haven't. No, I was thinking of something else. Sorry, mind okay. elsewhere. They were um, they drew 2-2 with Thatcham and defeated Thatcham 6-5 on penalties uh, to take that place in the second, uh, sorry, the first round proper and set up a tie with Binfield. So another East versus West. And again, we might have to... Uh, Give Ryan a shout and see what he, for the inside track on Cinderford. But yeah, the big news being Bidfield are drawn at home. Congratulations to them. Um, okay. Any more on the FA Trophy? I don't think I have any further thoughts on the FA Trophy. Not for another week and a half. No, not for until, a little while yet. Until that comes out. But okay, so other results that are um, starting to look quite good. Hungerford's. And Slough, actually, a couple of weeks ago, we were a bit slightly worried about the uh, teams in the National League South, Slough in particular, perhaps. But both of them have started to put together some sort of a slight run of form. Um, Hungerford have uh, not been, uh, have taken 10 points from their last four games in the league and Slough have taken seven from their last three. So uh, uh, some signs of improvement there. Hungerford most recently beating um, Maidstone United 3-2 to move them into the top half of the table. Any thoughts on this one? Uh, or either of them? 
I think that last so Monday night, uh, Ollie Bayliss revealed the news. I think he's I think he's been through and done some done some spreadsheeting or, or something, um, or, or got a little bit of the inside track. But uh, he revealed that it looks like only one team from the National League South and the National League North will yeah. be relegated. I don't expect Slough or Hungerford to no. um, be troubled by any of that anyway. But it is a slight. Um, positive for both of those sides that um they really will have to go some i think to finish bottom of yeah i think the, it's the, of the national league south i think it's bottom or i think in the national league north because there's more teams two actually might be going down oh, okay but they're trying to expand the number of teams to that division yes. there's, historically there's been 22 and from next season they're looking for it to be 24 so i think yeah. three teams are going down across the two leagues and i think that is because there's fewer teams in the south. There will only be one from the south and yes. two from the north, but not 100% confirmed on that because they might do something about points per game or some of that. But either way, looks like Slough are moving away from the uh, relegation fight at the moment. So hopefully neither of our Berkshire sides will be involved come the end of the season. Um, yeah, like we've touched on the um, changes to promotion relegation. Uh, there are a few further down, but uh, without getting into too much detail, uh, the only thing that uh, looks a little bit um, almost disappointing to me, something I was looking forward to, is the inter-level uh, playoff at the end of the season. Mm. So between step four and five, there were going to be a couple of teams relegated from each division in step four, and the top team promoted from step five. Then the second place teams at step five, we're going to go into a, a, releg- a relegation one game playoff against the teams from step four to see who competes at step four at the end of next season. However, some of this due to teams being uh, teams dropping out of step four means that some of this is redundant. So that's only going to be limited to six games, according to, again, according to Ollie Bayless. So a bit of a shame there because I was quite looking forward to an interdivisional uh, matchup. Someone seeing some of the best teams from step five play off against some of the, uh, some of the uh, teams towards the bottom of step four for a real sort of um, a real prize at the end of the uh, end of the game. You know, a, a promotion relegation fight. That, I think that should be encouraged across board divisions. You explaining that just then, like my face was just you know that meme of that woman where there's loads of like equations. Yeah. <laughs> that that meant absolutely nothing to me then. Just... But I think that does happen in the Bundesliga, doesn't it? I think the the third bottom team plays off against the third top team in Bundesliga two. I think. I think you might be right. I've heard of that before. I don't know that for sure, but uh, no. yeah, I think it's a it's a good little initiative and should be encouraged across more divisions. They do some really cool stuff. So in Wales, they do cool things as well. So they everybody plays everybody once and then they split the, there's like, I think it's 20 teams and then they split them and then they have like, kind of like a premiere and then like a division one kind of thing. So yeah, everybody plays everybody once and then they split them and have the top 10 play each other and then the, top, okay. the bottom 10 play each other. I like complicated league formats. I'm a massive <laughs> fan. Yeah. If you cut, if you can look at a league format and work out how it, um, how teams win that league, I'm not interested. I need, a, <laughs> I need some lots of, uh, you know, asterisks next yeah, to, uh, yeah. yeah, club names and things like that, and to try and work out exactly what's going on. So yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's something to look forward to at the end of the season. But we should get back to the uh, roundup of the results from the week just gone, Abby. Uh, yes. 
do you want to take us through the highlights of the women's game, uh, the women's results from the weekend? I can indeed. There's actually quite a lot of postponements because obviously the weather was a bit mental, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think there was maybe eight postponements, I think it was this weekend, which included Maidenhead. Um, they were meant to be away to Bournemouth, but no, that was postponed. And then, yes, yeah, so then I think there was a few, like, it was all up and down the, the pyramid, to be honest. Everybody was kind of getting postponed left, right and centre. There was a lot of nervy pitch inspectors, I think. Um, so Cavisham United, they... Um, I've obviously been in a million cups so far this season. I, I can't remember the last time they were in league action, but they were in league action this weekend. And um, excitingly, they won 3-1 against Long Crendon, who were actually unbeaten until this point. So uh, props to Caversham for that. Um, who else has had a good weekend? Burfield just seemed to be flying at the moment, actually. So they drew 2-2 of Henley, but they're having a really great like debut season, basically. So that's really great to see um and then there was also league cup as well so there was um <clears throat> a few um slough town did really well in that they won seven nil against east oxford ladies um s4k traveled all the way to easington sports and uh lost four two unfortunately uh-huh. um cabersham women as well they are having a superstar season so they didn't have a particularly great but their last couple of seasons they've really really struggled and they had a particularly bad season last year um, they didn't win a single game in their league, but they seem to be absolutely flying this season. And as I keep saying, Division Three South is the most competitive division I think we have across the board. But yeah, they also ran out a 7-1 win against Hawley in the League Cup this weekend. So yeah, some really good results. Um, Ascot technically continue their unbeaten league, but that's only because they got the away walkover against Harlehurst. So I don't know how much you really can count that one. But yeah, that takes it to 20 now, I think. And also Hollyport um, won 3-2 against Yateley. So, yeah, that's the kind of... There's your little roundup of the weekend's fixtures of women's football. Very nice. Um, yeah, and we'll come back to the uh, what is going to be a big weekend for um, a, at least a couple of teams in the uh, uh, women's side of the game in a moment. But before we do, um, a little roundup of the men's results. Tom, any um, sort of the jump out at you from the uh, weekend's fixtures or maybe the midweek games that we've just had as well? I think that um, Holly, oh, Hollyport, I do feel for Hollyport, they, they got beat 7-0 at North Greenford United mm. on Saturday. Um, possibly the, the big two of the, well, I guess two of the big games of the weekend, Wallingford 3, Barks County 2 and Charvey 3, Eversley 2 in the Combined Counties League Division 1, um, fairly stand out as well, I think. Um I guess that I mean the, the game that we went to Woodley Dep- Wood, Woodley v Deportivo Galicia that um, that uh, I think we, we alluded to that that was quite a game Woodley were two one up uh, at one point having having lost a goal early on um, but yeah there, there was plenty going on over the weekend and um, we discussed the discussed the FA Trophy ones um, but I guess the the other one then is is Wembley two Windsor two there's a lot of draws at the weekend Egg and Egham one Ascot United one. Um, yeah, they, 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 there's there's nothing nothing massively stand out, but I do think Wallingford, Barks County, um, the win for Wallingford that that's a bit of a statement win that one I feel. Yeah, Wallingford's still undefeated in that league, and uh, you know, there's there's a few clubs from Berkshire or uh, you know that we cover that are, uh, are 
very close and uh, around in and around the promotion picture. Um, in that league, the f- uh, first team goes up and then the next four go into the playoffs. And Woodley are well within the playoffs there with a few games in hand. And also Sandhurst and Eversley is sort of hanging around the outside of the promotion picture. And even Barks County are, are quite close as well. Um, you say about the results on the weekend, but um, last night Sandhurst also had a very big statement win. They put eight goals past Cove. They won 8-0 at home in uh, in the league there to uh, move them up to sixth in the table. So just outside the promotion places. Uh, so, yeah, a big statement from them last night. Um, and another uh, statement, uh, we're going back to uh, Bracknell again. Uh, they won 2-0 at Northwood, and that result takes them to the top of the um, Ismid South Central Division. So uh, currently in the lead, admittedly, they played a game more than the uh, two teams below them. Um, Uxbridge are three points behind with the game in hand. Uh, but Bracknell on top of the league uh, and starting to play quite well. Dave Tarpey scored again last night. And if you include the game from last midweek, which I'm sure we'll touch on in a sec, um, he's actually four goals from his uh, last four games. So he scored the goal, uh, the equaliser at the weekend in the trophy. And he seems to be um, uh, finding um, some form there, or perhaps it's more accurate to say Bracknell seem to be finding the best way to get the most out of him. Um, yeah, impressive stuff from Bracknell. I think it's going to be a very interesting end to, or second half of that Isthmian League yes. South Central season. Um, Marlow have made a couple of real statement signings. Oh, yes. Statement is the the word of the podcast today. I think mm-hmm. they've they've signed um, Bubakar Jarrah, mm-hmm. uh, Thatcham's FA Vars winning captain. They've signed Khalid Simo, who I've always been impressed with when I've seen, and um, they've signed him from Flackworth Heath. So he's stepping up a level. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've also signed Richie Whittingham. Um, and the, I understand he was playing at step two. The picture they've got of him suggests he was at Hereford. Um, so, you know, they, they've made some real statement signings there. So it's going to be a very interesting um, title race, I think. Not not to discount teams um, like Uxbridge, Basingstoke, Han, Hanwell and Bedfont have got a lot of catching up to do after their FA Cup run as well. Um, and then, of course, you know, Binfield as well. Um, you know, all of those teams are up there. Um, Chertsey equally, we could go on. Chertsey equally had their own FA Cup run, um, similar length to to Bedfont. So those two teams are a little bit behind in terms of games. So it's going to be, I think that that it's going to be a very interesting end to that season. Yeah, I think I completely agree. There's some big teams in that league, and only one automatic promotion space. So, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> it's, watch this space it's going to be six fun. or seven teams are going to be left disappointed let's just yeah. uh... absolutely yeah it could be good uh good fun um last week we uh, alluded to uh, the Bracknell Chertsey game there last week recorded on Tuesday uh so we it was prior to all the uh fun and games that happened on the Tuesday night not uh, just at Chertsey but we had some Hollywood superstars arriving at Maidenhead um yeah, photo. How does Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney turning up at Maidenhead, uh, you know, reflect on this game? Uh, reflect on the non-league football scene in Berkshire? You think? 
Um, I, I love that they chose, and I, and I and I preface this with with the words "no disrespect," yeah. um, but I love the fact that with no disrespect to Maidenhead United, they decided their first game uh, to go to uh, in English football as the chairman of Wrexham was at Maidenhead United. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I know I I love York Road. I think it's a proper great non-league ground, um, but it is a non-league ground. Um, you know, they could have chosen Notts County or um, they, any other number of. I, th- I think probably the the, yeah. the, the uh, location near Heathrow was probably um, helpful. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought that was that was excellent that they chose they, they chose Maidenhead United as their first game, and it and it and it was it was absolutely huge. They went on a bit of a tour. Um, they they sat in the stands. We've no idea if they had Bovril or not, um, mm. but yeah, they 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 sat in the in the stands uh, and they they posed for pictures and then they went off to Wrexham and had a bit of a bit of a tour around Wrexham and met met. You know, I think it's it's only a good thing as as long as they don't start complaining about waterlogged pictures again. We can be <laughs> friends. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's a. Uh, um... Neil Maskell, who I believe is the club media sec- secretary, his secretary, club secretary. secretary of Maidenhead, yes. has written a good piece or has been interviewed for a good piece uh, on football in Berkshire about the visit of uh, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds to York Road. So if you want to get the inside scoop on what happened uh, when Hollywood came to Berkshire, then get on over to uh, footballinberkshire.co.uk and check out uh, the interview with Neil Maskell. Um, the other thing that happened that night was that uh, Bracknell could have gone top of the league on um, Tuesday, but their game ended in an abandonment with them 3-0 up with five minutes to go due to um, pitch trouble on the pitch, basically. Sounds like uh, there was a coming together with both sets of uh, players and perhaps staff as well, and even maybe some fans getting involved. The referee abandoning the game, apparently, due to... Um, uh, like the safety of players with fans actually, or people from the stand being involved in what seems to be a bit of a coming together and having already given two red cards to Chertsey. Now, don't want to say too much on this, just highlight it, but both clubs did release statements on social media that have both since been taken down. So um, we don't really want to um, uh, speculate too much on exactly what's going to happen, but I think uh I don't know if it's right to refer to the statements at that point. Bracknell seemed to be quite confident that the game, the result will stand. But uh, again, that's about that. Currently, as it stands, the game was abandoned and we don't wait to hear exactly what is going to happen with that. It's um, yeah, I, I, as you say, uh, I think it's it's given the general my 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 or FIB's general policy on stuff like this is that if one of us is there, then they're yeah. fine to talk about it on an opinion basis. But given that neither of us were there, and there is a video if you go and look hard enough, yeah. um, but video is is only often one side of the story. You've and you hear various things. Um, I think to just put this to bed the manager departed the following day um kevin mclaren i believe was his name yeah he, player manager player manager he was the their fa vars winning captain um he departed they've since pointed appointed former arsenal midfielder ian selly as their manager mm-hmm. um and they go on from there really um it will be interesting there's there there are various points in in a game where um I'm never sure if a result will stand. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the rule is. Um, P- 
people have said, oh, well, if it's in the last 15 minutes, usually it stands and stuff. I'm not sure where that if, if this exists in in a ruling or, or anything like that. So we'll just we'll wait and see. Um, I think it all comes down to the referee's report pretty much. Yeah. So we wait to see. Uh, yes. So any more looking back before we <laughs> start to look forward to this weekend? I'm getting two shaky heads on the screen here. So uh, we move on to the upcoming fixtures and one team that is very much in need of a win and something that you are at pains to point out in our, um, in our uh, chat beforehand, Abby, is Reading Women. Why don't you give us the uh, background on that and who they're playing at the weekend? Yes. So we have had three weeks of international break mm-hmm. um, after that interesting defeat to Bristol shall we say in the Continental Cup um and they are back this weekend and away to Birmingham City and yeah as you've kind of alluded to they need to win this one really I mean I'm not I'm not really sure what's going on at the club if we don't win this oh I need to stop saying things like this because it turned out bad last time didn't it (laughs) Um, yeah yeah Birmingham were kind of in a more sorry state than we are really so um yeah I'm hoping Um, as anybody who follows Reading will know, we have quite the Welsh contingent amongst the squad and um, they've just come back from international break and they um, drew one all with Slovenia and then one 4 nil over Estonia, I think it was. So I'm hoping that they're going to be in a kind of good kind of international duty bounce and then they just take that into the game as well because I think um, I think Tash Harding scored the third goal against Estonia as well. So I'm hoping that she'll kind of rally the troops or whatever kind of cliche you can think of for that and then yeah hopefully we kind of pick up the momentum that is very much needed for the rest of kind of the season's campaign so yes fingers crossed they are away to Birmingham this weekend so yes we shall see we shall see uh pretty major fixture there but perhaps um trumped by another women's fixture this weekend uh the fa cup first round proper and we have berkshire representation do we not abby we do but it's not this weekend ah <laughs> it's next next weekend oh, we can hype it now anyway Let's Ascot it. are playing against chichester and uh, no sorry yes chichester and selsey ladies so yes We'll do a little hype now and then we'll big it up next weekend. But yes, they are our only Berkshire side currently in the FA Cup. Although um, Reading are due to appear later on, but as they are our elite side, they come in much later. But yes, first um, round through to the first round proper, which is really exciting. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the first time in their history as well. Although don't quote me on that. Daryl might get angry at me. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure first round proper is Ascot's best run so far in the FA Cup. So yes, we will do a proper proper shout about that next weekend. Next week, sorry. Well, apologies for that. But one Berkshire side who is definitely playing in the FA Cup this weekend is Maidenhead United. They travel to Halifax to uh, for their first round proper game. Uh, any thoughts on that fixture, Tom? Uh, how how we see that one going? Um, well, Maidenhead obviously beat them at the start of the season. I think it's fair to say most Maidenhead United fans, any any listening to this, would agree it's been a bit of an up and a down season, with an emphasis on the down, um, particularly their their opening two wins um, against uh, Halifax. Uh, and the subsequent two wins just recently against Woking and Wrexham. Um, there was, I think it was about eight games in the middle there where they didn't win a league fixture. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm i not sure how 
how seriously they'll want to take the FA Cup. Although, you know, it's certainly in, in modern records, they've not made it past the first round of the FA Cup. Uh, in in it, It's been, you know, decades. So, you know, there's, there's a little thing there, but I think more importantly, they, they, they beat Woking, they beat Wrexham, and then they went and lost to Eastleigh at the weekend, um, winning against Halifax in the FA Cup, certainly. It's that momentum thing. They don't need to be going on another run of eight games without a win. So uh, in, in that respect, I think it's quite important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, any sort of momentum for Maidenhead at the moment would be welcome. But there, like you say, there are uh, signs in the last sort of three games, perhaps not the game of the weekend, that they seem to be sort of getting themselves in order and actually uh, pushing on up the league, beating uh, perhaps it was the the Hollywood uh, appearance that sort of kick-started them because that was, uh, well, no, that's not true. They played Woking before that, didn't they? So, yeah. So that was the second game of their uh, uh, two get fixtures. So uh, hopefully they can uh, push on into the next round and maybe um, even get a big tie uh, when the big boys come in in the third round. A bit of a, a few ifs and buts there, but still. It's uh, it's just worth pointing out as well. The second podcast we are doing this week is with Phil Annett's Mister FA Cup Fact File. So look out for that. We're talking mostly about Phil, but a little bit about the FA Cup first round as well. So just very have a good. look out and listen out for that. Very good. I very much enjoyed meeting him at the yes. uh, FA Vars game at Wallingford the other day. So yes, uh, look out for that indeed. Uh, right. Uh, so perhaps uh, look ahead to some of the. Um, Big games at the weekend. We've mentioned the FA Cup, obviously. Abby, any games you want to pick out and sort of highlight in the uh, weekend's fixtures coming up? Um, so in the Women's National League, um, Maidenhead play in Division One Southwest, and <clears throat> they've got a rescheduled game against Swindon Town Women. I think the last one, I think it was postponed because of a waterlogged pitch, maybe. So that's been rescheduled. And that should actually be quite an exciting game because Maidenhead are currently eighth and Swindon are currently ninth. So um, that should be a good little matchup. Kind of Maidenhead have just got kind of, I think they've got, I don't think Swindon have actually won a game yet. So Maidenhead have got kind of two games on them. So that should be a really exciting matchup there. Um, Ascot are at home to Wickham, um, whilst Woodley are at home to Oxford City in our southern region. Um, and then Thames Valley, all the all our Division 1 sides are away this weekend. Um, so that's a little bit of travelling involved. Um, the usual kind of Berkshire ties in our Division 3 South as well. So Caversham play Eversley. Um, Newbury are playing Yately, Taplow are playing Thatcham and Wargrave are playing S4K. Um, and then Ascot will obviously look to continue their unbeaten run to 21, I believe it is. Um, and that's against Hawley and they are away. Um, and then Burfield are at home and so are Thatcham. So lots of games to go and see, hopefully. And hopefully the rain will stay away this weekend again after all the postponements of last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully so. And uh, Tom, any from the men's side of uh, things that you'd like to um, shine a light on in particular? couple to highlight, I think. Um, we've got uh, both Hungerford and Slough are away in the National League South. Hungerford are at Billericay. They'll be confident of, of points there, I think. And Slough are at Maidstone. Um, bit of a statement if they can get something out of that one. Um, in the Isthmian League, uh, big one, I think, is Thatcham are at Guernsey. Yeah, um, twelve p- midday kick off that one. Is that Guernsey's first game of the season? No, it'll be no. their fifth game of the season. Yeah, it's a, certainly the first Berkshire side to yes. head over there, but they did, they did have a yeah. delayed start. So uh, yeah, I think uh, arguably, good. arguably the big game to look at though will be Bracknell v Basingstoke Town. Absolutely, 
Uh, and in the combined counties, sorry, I should also say Binfield are at Sutton Common Rovers in the Esmere League. Um, in the combined counties league premier, doesn't get any easier for Hollyport or at home to Southall. Uh, I think interesting games there. Virginia Water at home to Wokingham and Embrook. Yeah. And that's at Stag Meadow. Uh, and Ascot United are at home to Spellthorne Sports. Yeah. So a couple be, of games in Berkshire should there. Should be a good one there. Let's just have a quick look at Division One. Um, where are we? Division One. Um, FC Aldermaston Wallingford Town. That will yep. be at Thatcham, um, Barks County, London Lions. That's a tough one for them, London Lions. Yeah. Are top of the division and looking very good. So uh, um, Barks County can get anything out of that. It'll be a very good result. So, Indeed. Yeah. Um, we've also got Langley at home to Eversley in California and then a couple of away days, Charvia at Cove and Woodley at British Airways. Yeah, Sanders Town also at London Samurai Rovers. Of the, uh, that, yes, yes. Yeah, which is... Uh, yeah, another one to look out for. Might be a, a, an interesting away day if anyone is inclined to go there. <laughs> right. Uh, any further advances? Uh, we covered all the games come, um, this weekend. Anything else we need to uh, discuss before we get out of here? Um, we wanted to discuss, didn't we, leagues and divisions? Abby had ah. some... Um, I feel like this is... I, I regularly listen to the excellent Football Clichés pod and I feel this is more Football Clichés area, but... Oh, Abby, we can what, encroach. What, what was going on here? I'm just permanently triggered by people that get division and league wrong. It just winds me up. No, <laughs> it just spilled over like a cauldron this weekend when during the defending of a set piece, some girl said to me, she was like, oh, you guys are top of your league at the moment, aren't you? And I was like, but because I was concentrating so much on defending the set piece, I couldn't then go, no, it's a division actually. Um, <laughs> so hence my, can we have a rant about it discussion in the, in the WhatsApp group. So I, I believe the official line, uh, certainly it's only our, our editorial possibility, po- uh, our editorial position. Yeah, editorial decision or, or uh, comment. Oh, the, the word has completely gone from my head. Is um, a league is a bunch of divisions, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, although confusingly, if you win Division Three of the Thames Valley Premier League, you still win the league. That you can still say we won the league. Yeah, that gives me an eye twitch. Even that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so it, it's leagues and divisions are within leagues. That is that is how it is. That is how it but, is. Um, but going down the pub and going, oh yeah, no, we won the division. That's that's not. Come on, that's not. That's not really. That's not <laughs> glorious, is it? We won the league. Yeah, we won the league. That I think it's fine to say we won the league. But the one, the one that does give me the eye twitch is the Thames Valley Premier League Premier Division. Yeah, it's Thames the, Valley it's Premier the, League Division One. It's the repeated. Yeah. If I could change one thing in football, it would be <laughs> the word Premier in the Thames Valley Premier League. Yeah, it, I think, yeah, it gets more eye to achieve for me as you go down because you've got the mm. Premier League Division 1, Premier yes. League Division yes. 2. Yep. No, it's not. The, yeah, because the Premier League should be linked to the top yes. division or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's slightly eye twitchy. Yeah. Anyway, now that we've, <laughs> you know, uh, got that off your chest, Abby, uh, yes, anything else like you need stuff. to uh, rant about before we get out of here? No, no, that's my rant over for the day. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. Well, I hope we've... Uh, allows you to relieve some stress um, and you can move on with your life after that. <laughs> Very good. All right. Time. Sorry. Till next time. Till next time. I'm sure there'll be something that's wound you up next time. Yeah. But then again, you might've found another shirt under your bed that, uh, you know, has de-stressed you a little bit. In... Yes, possibly. Who knows? Thank yeah. you. Absolutely. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, 
we've been uh, uh, as we go over all the uh, top stories of the Berkshire League and ramble on about uh, <laughs> divisions and leagues and anything else that we've got on our mind. Um, we're going to get out of here now, so it's uh, goodbye from me. It, oh, Tom's putting his finger just, up. As just, I've just completely forgot. Um, next week's interview podcast is Jamel Johnson. Oh yes, next week's interview podcast, Jamel Johnson, uh, stalwart of the uh, um, local game round here, um, and has been involved in uh, a few teams. So probably a lot of insight for you there. So look out for that one. But we're leaving now. So uh, <laughs> it's goodbye from me. Uh, it's goodbye from Tom. Bye. It's goodbye from Abby. See ya. Until next week. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.